Juve. This is The Scum and Schneek Fantasy Football Show about the LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League that we are all in. And I'm very upset because Schneek and I just recorded a great episode, full thing, and I forgot to record it. Oh, 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 scum, you're so dumb. Oh, scum, you're so dumb. So I'm going to give you the rundown, the breakdown, and then I will hit you with a re-release of an episode after this. We started off with a nonsense minute question. And we recasted the three main leads of the Twilight series, Jacob, Edward, and Bella. Edward is obviously Tom Brady. Jacob is Dak Prescott. And Bella is Trevor Lawrence. Now, if you want to hear our reasonings and hear us go go in about it, uh, ask us. Because I can't do it here. (laughs) Next, we did do our top five kicker and defense rankings. Schneek ranked his top five, starting from five up. Lance Bass, Lance Tyler Bass, Harrison Butker, Justin Tucker, Young Ho Koo, and Rodrigo Blankenship. I countered with Mason Crosby, Championship, Justin Tucker, Harrison Butker, Rodrigo Blankenship at two, and then Young Ho Koo at one. Obviously, he's a former Charger. For defenses, Schneek went with the Cleveland Browns at 5, the Pittsburgh Steelers at 4, the Tampa Bay Bucks at 3, Washington football team at 2, and then the LA Rams at 1. And I basically have the same list, but I had the LA Chargers at 5. Let's go, Derwin. The Steelers at 4, the Bucks at 3, Washington at 2, and Rams at 1. That one's kind of obvious. Next, we went into a riveting segment of Stock Up and Stock Down, where we discussed what we thought about recent training camp news and if we were up or down on players. We agreed on Jonathan Taylor, Stock Down, Tua Tungavailoa, Push, the combo of Jalen Hurts and Deshaun Watson. Whether traded or not, Jalen Hurts, Stock Down, Deshaun Watson, Slightly Up, we talked about Kenny Galladay, stock down because of the injuries. We talked about Nicole Hardman, and we don't believe in the third year in a row of positive reports, so stock down, maybe leave it as it is because nothing's going to change. We talked about the Bengals offense as a whole, just based off of Joe Burrow looking a little tentative from injury. His stock is up still. We're believers in him and believers in the whole Bengals offense. And we talked about the Jets rookies. Stock up just because they're going to get a lot of garbage time in the regular season. And also, of course, the Scum and Sneak Show, stock way up to the moon and beyond. And then we ended with Scum and Sneak get the Thursday night game wrong. Sneak predicted a Cowboys victory 27 to 21. I predicted a Cowboys victory 30 to 14. And then we went on a long rant about Tony Pollard and Noah Brown that, again, is just lost. In the ether, and if you want to hear about it, just ask us again. Anyway, we're going to sign off here. You're going to hear another episode, a little blast from the past, but also just know that hopes and dopes 
It's coming next week. That's right. Hopes and Doors will be here next week at one of everyone's favorite things that we do, and it'll be for the upcoming season. This is Sneak. Sad you guys missed the good stuff, but we will be back next week with a new episode of Season 2, Hopes and Doors. Can't wait. So, sorry everyone. My bad. Catch us on Instagram. Catch us in text if you want to hear more about the things I just reviewed. And just know that I am super upset that that happened. We did the whole thing. Didn't record. I don't know what got into me. I'm probably losing my mind. Anyway, here's a rewind for Scum and Snake. This week's episode of the Scum and Sneak Fantasy Football Show about the Dynasty League that we are all in will be a little different as tragedy has struck our tight-knit community. I've never seen a move so heinous. I I can't believe they would let this happen. The warning signs were there. I don't know how we missed them. I I say, I say, I say, it's when you trust people that you get the most hurt. It was a murder. Scum and Sneak will look for clues to parse through the mysterious circumstances around this event. What took place on the days leading up to this insane development? What happened the day of? What was going through their minds? Some people closest to it and most hurt by it will weigh in. The move that shocked the league to its very core. Two men, one chub, endless fallout. I'm your host, Sneak, and this is Hesse. Are you cereal? As a true journalist and podcast extraordinaire, I knew I could get to the bottom of this. What would make a person who is fresh off an improbable playoff run? decide to give up their best player? Like we said, what was going through his mind? We investigate, we dive deep, we try to understand what happened. What changed? Did the winds blow in a newfound thought process? Did he decide to shake things up to where things didn't need to be shook up? What caused such a drastic, dramatic turnaround? Let's see what the man himself says. 
From official league text transcripts, I will paraphrase a bit, but Hesse himself defends his actions with six simple words. I really like Jefferson and Ruggs. What does that mean? I really like Jefferson and Ruggs. Does he like them as people? Has he done countless hours of research in his spare time living in Hawaii across the Pacific Ocean? He's taken how long to understand Jefferson and Ruggs? He likes them? Does he love them? I, I don't know, but that is why we are here, to do the legwork, the investigative research and journalism, to figure out exactly what happened and hopefully shed some insight into that strange brain. Two rookie wide receivers in low volume passing offenses. Is their upside really enough to give up one of the best running backs in the league in real life and in fantasy? It just doesn't sound realistic. It sounds like something from a fairy tale or your favorite movie. I spoke with the league champion who was involved in earlier trade talks for Nick Chubb. Now, Scum, tell me about your conversations with Hesse involving Nick Chubb, and can you shed a little bit of light on how you felt that conversation went, and did you feel there was something off? You know, I was, I was there. I was on the ground floor. I was trying to invest with Jesse. You know, I thought we were partners in this endeavor but yeah you know looking back i'm realizing i i should have anticipated something was going to go wrong there was a a hitch in his communication with me he started off you know really invested really communicative with me but then it started to be fewer and far between his mood shifted i I don't know. There was like hmm. a devil on his shoulder is the best thing that I can come up with to describe it. Wow. That's, that's dark stuff. Now, if you could guess or try to understand why that happened, what would you say? What would you say happened to him to make it kind of go from things are all well and good to, just down the deep, dark hole so, so randomly. You know, uh, it's not, it's not easy to really talk about with you, Shneek. I, I appreciate the chance to, to come on and, and, and go over everything. Um, I, I think I need to take a little break really quick just to gather myself. So uh, I'm going to turn it on you. Really quick, just really quick, just to get my mind off of everything, to center myself. Uh, call it a nonsense minute question, if you would. But what do you think is the best pairing, or I guess, what do you think is the best greasy food to enjoy when you're drunk? Is it pizza? Is it tacos? Is it 
candy. I don't know. I just need to really take a break from the heaviness of our situation. I completely understand. Thank you so much, Scum, for coming on today, working through this difficult topic, answering our questions. I know this is still so fresh in your mind and in your heart and really in the whole league's life. Thank you so much. Take as much time as you need. When it comes to being drunk and the food that I choose, I need something greasy and cheesy, little bit of spice there. I'm going to go with just a nice, luxurious, dripping, oily piece of pepperoni pizza. Pulling that baby out the box after a couple too many cold ones just hits home. That's how I would answer that question. And that's what I would go to. And that's what I would recommend to all of our listeners out there. Whenever you have a drunk Friday night, you need to have something to eat. Just reach for that nice, delicious, ooey gooey slice of pepperoni pizza. Mm, Good stuff. You know, in in these dark times, that, that answer really makes me feel better. It reminds me of things that we can be happy about that we can celebrate reminds me of when I am drunk and I prefer to, I like something like a French fry or a nacho with just a bunch of toppings. So that can be your carne asada fries, or it can be like a, a nacho daddy, just whatever loaded up version they have. That sounds good that day. I need just a mess to eat when I'm drunk and, and need that grease. That, uh, that does sound very, very tasty. Now, I do want to, if you're okay, Scum, I would like to kind of get back to a few more questions if, if you feel like you're up for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm back. Thank you for that break. So putting myself back in, in that mindset, you know, it just seems like so long ago, back when I was young, naive. One more thing to derail really quick. Speaking about being young and, the arrow of time moving forward, things happening. I do want to share a little fact with you. Did you know that Johnny Smith's birthday was actually this past weekend, August 22nd? So happy birthday to Johnny Smith. Oh, wow. That's, I had, I had no idea. Thank you so much for reminding me, Scum. Happy birthday, Johnny. So anyway, the, the talks with Jesse started like this. I think myself and, and a few other people who will come up later in this investigation, we were trying to do what seemed, if not impossible, at least very improbable. We wanted to take Jesse's best player, a great top 12 running back, and get him on our teams, you know? And obviously, it would take a lot to do that, right? Yeah. Every, every offer that I had offered him included an established young wide receiver. Of course. A first round pick in this coming draft. Naturally. Or the draft that we had just this year. Excuse uh-huh. me, I misspeak. And then also a future first rounder. So when taking everything together, like the risk of first rounders and not knowing maybe who's going to be there. I think that the fifth overall pick 
an established player who I think we'd all agree is more valuable than a first round pick. And then still the potential of a future pick is, is more than fair. And the part that hurts the most is more valuable than what he ended up taking for Nick Chubb. On top of that, not only was my offer good and better than what he ended up taking, he had similar offers of three first round picks or two first-round picks and other good established players. So we're talking about value that is higher than what he got and at least picks where he could have at least controlled his fate a little more and maybe gotten the players that he ended up trading Nick Chubb for anyway. Wow. Wow, that's, that is some amazing, groundbreaking insight onto exactly what happened you know I can't help but to put myself in his shoes and think about what happened on that fateful day he had to have woken up in paradise with his family thinking that today was going to be the day he made a enormous needle moving important trade for his team to put it exactly where he wanted it to go. And, and what you just alluded to scum, it, it's, it blows my mind to, you know, to think about it. He was getting offers left and right from multiple people for a lot more players and picks involved than what, what happened. Jesse Hesse, what was, what happened? What broke down inside of his mind and his, what led him to these insane actions that brought us here today? Shake, sir, can, can I ask you a question? I, just to help me, again, continue to rationalize what I've been through, maybe help me understand. Of course, of course. You have Joe Mixon, who I think we could agree is pretty comparable to Nick Chubb in, in value and skill. You know, you can debate who's better or not, but they're in the same range, I would say. I would say, I would say. Some of the offers that I have detailed just now, or maybe some other offers that you've gotten in the past, how close were you to accepting something like that for Joe Mixon? Good question, Scum. Uh, when I look back, I remember some of the trade offers and some of the conversations I had for Joe Mixon. There might have been one trade that I was maybe thinking about doing. And if I remember correctly, it was around three first round picks for him. And I honestly, I might've gotten that same trade offer for big Dalvin Cook as well. Three first-round picks. Now, I obviously didn't make that trade. I gave it some strong consideration and thought, tried to put myself in a future mindset of what my team would look like after acquiring three first-round picks that I could use to build up the ranks of all of my positions and ultimately, hopefully, make myself a strong enough roster going into the 2020 season that I'm happy with and confident in. So to answer your question, I feel like I've gotten 
some really good trade offers for one of my or multiple of my top 10 running backs or top, I got three of the top 10 running backs. Chubb is in that conversation. So why didn't Hesse accept any of these other trades? I will give some more insight from what I know, again, from the early days, back when I thought we were partners in a trade. He was a little more motivated to move Nick Chubb because he was a big believer in Darius Geis. Really? Right or wrong, I mean, he had that idea, right? So you can at least follow a train of thought where if that's the bet you're making, maybe you want to capitalize, cash in highly on Nick Chubb, right? Right. But, but, but what baffles me, what, what keeps me up at night is the fact that the trade for Nick Chubb to move him didn't come until after we knew that Darius Geis was cut from the Washington football team already until after Jesse's running back group had been severely depleted. I mean, what is, what is the reasoning? I can't figure it out. Hmm. That is some groundbreaking pieces of information that you've just shared with us, Scum. I think we need to look at this in maybe a different lens than we're looking at it now. And I'm, and I don't want to bring this word up. I really don't, but I think it, we, I think at this point we, we have to world needs to know. I think I know what, what you're going to say. And it, it scares me. It's, it's something I never wanted to face, but you've thought about it right now. Other people in our league have brought up the word. It, it's a dirty word, but I mean, I guess we, we have to face it. Mm. Was it collusion? Collusion? The word alone changes everything. Was it collusion? Was this a grand scheme on Hesse's part to derail the reigning champion? That would be you, Scum. And the rest of the league? Was the commissioner himself the do nothing commish? Do nothing commish! Complicit in these actions? In insider trading, might, might I add? I knew that it was my job to get to the bottom of it, find the truth once and for all. But first, a word from our sponsor. Are you tired of wondering what you're gonna eat for every meal of the day? Do you hate cooking? Do you find that all the other subscription meal services are just too difficult to work with? Sure, they send you ingredients and they send you the recipes, but are you really saving time and effort by still making your own meals? Well, we've got the new meal service for you, the solution to all your problems. If you sign up for weekly deliveries from Easy Feed, 
we'll send you pre-blended meals that you can enjoy with the ease of just a straw and a nice glass. Cold or hot, Easy Feed gets you nourishment and the delightment that you need. My favorite is the chicken fried steak meal. Blend it all together that I can just suck down. For breakfast, throw in some eggs benedict. And then for lunch, I like a nice Reuben sandwich. All again, easily put together in a glass that I can drink in seconds. Easy feed, that's the meal for me. Ah, collusion, you say? I, I hate to hear that word. Well, I don't know. I don't think they'd ever do collusion. It doesn't sound like them. Well, uh, collusion? <laughs> I don't, I, I don't even know what collusion is. They're, you're saying they're both colluders. Colluder, I barely even know her. If it quacks like collusion and walks like collusion. I, I could see them in cahoots. Those two, those two are up to no good. Oh yeah, they did it all right. That's collusion, that's collusion. If I've ever seen collusion, that's it. I've seen it a lot and that's collusion. But how to prove without a doubt that a crime was committed? There was motive, sure. There's, there's always motive. The signs point to a clear transgression being committed. But how accountable do we hold a crazy person? Digging into the history of this insane criminal, we have found that just last year, he made an almost equally egregious move. He shipped off A.J. Brown, Cortland Sutton, and Josh Jacobs, selling them to a less wealthy arms dealer caused less of a stir and aroused much less suspicion. But was this just a warm-up for him? Was this just Hesse starting out down this dark road that we find him on today? Was this his way of practicing to sell off a nuke to Brendan the Bandit so he could blow up the league? Do we have a serial colluder running wild all this time? Years of insane, asinine trades and moves and boneheaded decisions? And here we are. I didn't know if we'd ever have the answer until I got a call from the Mad Hatter himself. This is a Global Tel Link prepaid call from 
an inmate at LV Dynasty Fantasy League Correctional Facility. I don't know why people are saying that I lost that trade with Bobo. I killed him. I got four rookie wide receivers that are all going to be great. Tell me, tell me how, how is that losing? Well, Hesse, I believe everybody would agree that an established top 10 running back who could easily and has in the past produced over 300 fantasy points every year he's been in the league is a better asset than unproven rookie wide receivers and draft picks. Do you, do you see where we're coming from or are you just in your own world? I'm sitting here in Hawaii, and here's here's what I'm thinking. Have you ever heard of a guy named Kareem Hunt? Mm. Guess what? I told Bobo that Kareem Hunt actually makes Nick Chubb better, but that was just my way of tricking him. I knew that Kareem Hunt was going to be the man this year. That's why I never gave him up in any trade talks. People were offering first for him. I said no. I'm going to ride Kareem Hunt, and my team is going to be so good. Think about it. Hunt, Ruggs, Jefferson, Higgins, Pittman Jr. How can I lose? So by your own admission, Hesse, you completely disregard the actual fantasy football points numbers proving that any team, even the Browns, having two, in your mind, workhorse number one running backs, gives each of them, and more importantly, the number two, a higher possibility of scoring more points? Yes, this is me, Hesse. In Hawaii, I used to live in Seattle, but now I'm in Hawaii, and I'm totally right. I don't care what the points say. Look at last year. Kareem Hunt didn't even play in four games. He missed time, and he almost scored as much as Nick Chubb, I'm sure of it. And then he's just going to be even better this year. I saw a report that said they're working him in the slot. He's going to be great. Remember when he was in Kansas City, he was the man. And just like Marvin Bagley, I think he has the potential to be the best player in the league. Here's what I don't get. No one complained when Jules got Chris Godwin last year. I was telling everyone that that was a bad deal. I knew how great Chris Godwin was. Hello, the Bucks. And then he goes and gets Aaron Jones from Eric, and no one complains about that either. What is what is different at all than me giving up Chubb to get a huge haul? Well, Hesse, I would caution you to refrain from shedding light on other trades and, and moves that 
don't don't involve you. It's very easy, and I I can hear it in your voice that your mind is is made up, and I wish I could have been a fly on that wall the day that you decided to trade a top 10 running back for players who haven't even taken a snap yet. Your world must be beautiful to you, but I'm sorry, my friend, you have committed an unforgivable crime. All I'm saying is that I fleeced Bobo. I've had my eyes on Jefferson for none of us even know how long. And I think he's going to be great. I knew Rose was going to be great. And then I still made my two picks. I'm set at receiver for years. Well, I guess there's no denying the fact that you are a... Special man, Hesse, a, a very special man. Good luck to you, and may God show mercy on your soul. Go Kings, go Bucks. After all of my interviews were over, and I traveled countless times across the Pacific from Las Vegas to Hawaii and back, trying to get into the mind of this deranged soul, the investigation started to make a little sense. As I dug deep into the Hesse team, the Gary Garbage team, is that subliminal messaging and telling us that his team is garbage or his this league is garbage? I started to really hone in on what I'm seeing here. Lamar Jackson at quarterback looks good on paper. Had an amazing season last year. There's no denying those facts. Now, if I'm in the head of head of this man, Hesse, I say, hey, that's one of my running backs. He had a thousand yards rushing last year. Adrian Peterson, David Johnson. These are names that I know and names that have been around. Who needs Nick Chubb? And once you ask yourself that question, as Hesse obviously did, who needs Nick Chubb? Apparently he didn't. He traded him to Brendan just making his team stronger. Edelman, Gronk, Roethlisberger, Crowder, even Isabella. How many defenses does a guy need? I had almost more questions than I did answers. And that's what I think is the beauty of the LV Dynasty League and Hesse.
is we just will never know. Maybe one day this cold case will be solved completely and the Hesse Gary Garbage team will prevail. We'll be at the top of the proverbial mountain as the next champion. I started to wonder about myself as I was involved in this investigation. It had been months and months of scouring rosters and papers and training camp reports and I was losing myself and I had to get out before honestly it was too late as I was stepping away from the investigation I knew there was still a little bit more I needed to find out from the scum lord himself our previous champion so so when you when you investigated you found no signs of collusion just insanity all the evidence points to an insane deranged man who has no control over his own life or his fantasy football team hmm. okay i guess that makes me feel better i do know that they had the trade almost done during the slow draft mm. and we thought we had put the kibosh on it um i guess again this deranged man could not be stopped but i do know the 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 struggle that it was i can't imagine i know this has got to be difficult i i implore you to to find the strength scum we we need, everyone needs the truth. I, I did make another last ditch effort to get back in the chub seat. Mm. Obviously I had less, I had, I had been forced to burn some of my assets thinking that the door was closed on Nick Chubb, but I knew that Brandon was still looming and that was what I wanted to avoid. So I guess, I guess him being open with me, telling me it was going to happen, I guess, at least that proves one person's innocence in this whole mess. I don't know. I'm trying to hold on to hope. That's, that's all we can do in these trying times is hold on to the hope. And I can't thank you enough, Scum, for coming on today shedding the much needed light that this whole this whole sordid affair needed i appreciate you having me and sharing your investigation There you have it. Hesse truly lives in a fantasy world, but he can't hang in the real fantasy world. 
my investigation was coming to an end. But one thing kept sticking with me. If this former playoff participant could lose his mind on such a psychotic trade, could that happen to any of us? And who would be next? Warning signs were all there. I, I don't know how. <laughs> I don't like that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh-uh.